welcome to this bonus episode of the 15 Rugby Podcast. Just me today, Angus Savage, uh, no guest as we're just doing a quick run through of the Rosson Park HSB National School 7s uh, Cup groups and who we think the runners and riders are in that under 18 cup. We'll also take a little look at the under 18 bars. But this is really just something for you guys to listen to pitch side or on the bus on the way down or something. We'll also cover a few of your questions uh, that we've had in this week. It's been some really interesting stuff. If you get in touch on Twitter at 15RugbyXV, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 15Rugby, by email, writers at 15Rugby.com. We want to hear anything and everything from you and if we can possibly answer it, we'll give it a good go. Our next podcast, we're going to be hopefully coming to you live from Rosson Park. We've we've been down today to go and check out the tent that we're in. All looks great. Can't wait to get down. So we're going to try and grab coaches, hopefully a few players, maybe the odd uh, rugby celebrity that's wandering around, get all their thoughts. So if you've got questions that you want to get answered, really do send them in. Uh, and if you want to come in and have a chat with us, get on the podcast, again, do that. Turning our attention though to those those crucial cup groups, best just to give you a roundup of how it works because it's it's not quite like all the other tournaments. So there are fourteen groups with five teams in each group. The winner of each group progresses to the next round plus the two best runners up. So we've got a round of sixteen. What that is though is an elimination round. The winners of it move to the cup quarterfinal pools. The losers of it go to plate semi-final pools. So those cup quarterfinal pools, two pools, four teams in each, that's the eight winners of the elimination round. The winners and second place from those two quarterfinal pools go to the cup semi-finals. So winner of pool A plays second place in pool B. Winner of pool B plays second place in pool A. The plate, on the other hand, is just those two pools the same, but the winners of each pool play each other straight in the final. So the plate, you actually you only ever face two knockout games. In the cup, you're going to face three knockout games. But it does make things very interesting. It means that right early on, there's going to be some big, big names that fall. Even at the group stage, there's going to be a few huge names that don't make it through to the second day. But in that elimination round, with just 16 teams there, and only eight of them making it through into the cup major side of things, that's going to be a really, really early loss of some huge names in schoolboy rugby, some teams that will think they have a genuine chance of winning this tournament, and they do. Um, we're going to take a look at all those teams now and try and work out what we think uh, might happen. We're going to go through it in order, A to M, uh, and then we'll branch out a bit after that. So Group A it's, holds the champions, current champions, Cranley, who also went on to win St. Joseph's College. So they, their trophy-winning pedigree is second to none right now. Um, they look like they're the favourites for that Group A. There are some Welsh colleges who are always a bit of an unknown quantity and could pose some problems. Similarly, Utah Lions from the USA, we don't know a lot about them, but you'd say Cranley are the strongest side in that group and they've been performing well. They got to the semi-finals at the Surrey Sevens. They're looking good. However, their elimination round game is going to be a real brute. It looks like it's probably going to be against Beach and Cliff. The Ace aside from, from down in the Bath, Bristol area, um, they were fantastic at the Surrey Sevens last week. They got to the final. Uh, they're playing some fantastic rugby. They've got some great players, including the son of the former England captain, Phil de Glanville. They're playing brilliant rugby. Uh, and, and they're a good outside bet to go very deep in this competition. 
they'll be troubled a bit by the likes of St Benedict's in the pool because St Benedict's playing some good stuff but you'd imagine that they'll progress and that that elimination round game will be Cranley v Beach and Cliff. So one way or another, one of those two huge names, either the champions or one of the sides that's been producing some fantastic rugby, is going out early on. Similarly, Group C and D, they'll be the ones that play each other in the next elimination round game. Group C has a fantastic matchup, Whitgift against John Fisher. One of the great derbies in schoolboy rugby, this Croydon derby. Anyone that's ever been to see the game live, a 15-a-side game in, in the winter, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. A couple of thousand people... It's brilliant. It's going to be another fantastic game. Whitgift probably have the edge in terms of quality this year, but John Fisher always turn up at Rosslyn Park. They've reached a couple of finals in the last three or four years, progressing throughout the day. No one's ever tipped them really in those couple of years to get all the way to the final, and they have because they just progress game after game after game. And you already saw a few signs of that at Surrey Sevens as they got better and better and better through that. So keep an eye on them, but that, that game between the two of them is going to be crucial. Their elimination round game against the winners of Group D, that's a more open group, I'd say. Queen Ethelburgers could surprise a few people. They've had some great results since January. Caterham, plate winners at Surrey Sevens, they've got pace to burn. They could cause real problems to a side if they're not absolutely switched on. Bridge Community College, probably the favourite, so an Acer College, lots of good players in their setup, good depth. Good Rosson Park pedigree, they've won it before, their under-14s won it last year, they, they have a good record in the competition. So you'd imagine they'll be the favourites, but that's going to be an interesting group uh, and it'll be an interesting elimination round game between the winners of those two groups. The next elimination round game is probably going to be one of the games of the day, almost no matter who, who it is between the winners of Group E and Group F. Group E contains Wellington College, who are one of the most successful sides in Rosslyn Park history. Uh, they last won it in 2015. They're not having their greatest seven season ever at the moment. Um, but don't let that fool you. This is a side that could very easily win this competition. It will be tough, though. They have a tough group. Barnard Castle have been doing brilliant things on the Northern Circuit this year. The main issue for Wellington, though, is probably going to be the number of players missing through internationals. They've got England internationals, Welsh internationals and Scotland international who could all be missing. What combination of those players they have available is going to be key to them. You'd say they need their best team available if they're going to go all the way and win this. That said, we know Wellington College. We know they have fantastic players right the way through the school. They're under 15s of just reaching that West Cup final. They can go down to the 16s. They can go with lower six. They've got the depth. They've been winning tournaments and going far already this season anyway. Group F. So let's assume that Wellington get out of Group E, which I think is pretty likely. Be a big, big, big shock if they didn't. Group F, who's going to win that? It's almost impossible to say. You've got Brighton College, one of the top teams in the country with some fantastic players, and you've got SGS Filton College, the Ace of Sevens champions. Fantastic rugby pedigree. Former winners, of course. Add into the mix, you've got some Ambrose College, Rydell Penahas, Haybury, who've been playing some fantastic rugby. This is a group where teams are going to take points off each other. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The big game is Brighton against Filton. You'd expect that the winner of that will be the winner of the group, which means you're going to have a huge team exiting at the group stage, and then you're going to have one of those two teams probably playing against Wellington College in the elimination round. Again, another huge, huge, huge team is going to get knocked out there. Of those three teams we mentioned, Wellington, Filton, Brighton, any of those three could go on and win this competition. Yet two out of three 
will be out of the competition by 11 o'clock on Friday morning. It's, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly tough this year at Rosson Park. The next, uh, next elimination round will be Group G winners v Group H winners. Group G looks very, very open. Um, Dulwich College, Giggleswick, Merkiston Castle, Myerscough College, Neathport Talbot. That's a very open group. I think our picks in that one are Merkiston Castle. They've been doing some good stuff up in Scotland. They've got good experience of travelling down. They all, they're always at Rosson Park, but a lot of their 15-a-side games are against size on the Northern English circuit, and they come down and play a few sevens tournaments in that area as well. So they, they're familiar with the kind of teams they're playing against, which is a big big help for them. Myerscough could well cause some big problems, though. Obviously an ace of college, so they, they have that depth of players to, to their side. But Mogeston, I think there are picks for that one. They'll obviously be playing, whichever side wins Group G, will be playing the winners of Group H, which contains Millfield, probably the most successful side in Rossing Park history. Certainly one of the most exciting sides to watch, whether they're having a good year or a bad year, they always play a brilliant brand of sevens. Um, they're not having their best year at the moment, um, yet they're still they're still producing some results and picking up trophies, uh, similar to Wellington. You know, uh, not their best year for either Wellington College or Millfield is still a pretty good year by most school standards. There are teams in there, though, that could cause problems. Canford had a really good 15-a-side run, and you almost look at them and think they might be better suited to sevens, so they could cause some real problems. St George's Weybridge, Glantaff from Wales, who I think is, if I'm right in saying, were the school that Jamie Roberts went to, so they've got a good amount of pedigree to them. There's also a sevens barbarian side in there, so it, it's going to be a bit of an interesting group, that, a bit of a mixed-up group, but you'd say Millfield are going to, are going to come through that, and you'd probably back them to, to beat whoever comes out of Group G. So you'd expect Millfield to be to be going all the way to the quarterfinals. Group I is is brutal, absolutely brutal. We had a question this week asking us how we thought that Moulton College would get on. They're in Group I alongside Oakland's College, Tunbridge, Woodhouse Grove and Worcester City Form College. So that's three Acer Colleges in Moulton, Oakland's and Worcester. Tunbridge who are the reigning Vars champions and also the NatWest Champions Trophy winners. Woodhouse Grove, who performed brilliantly in the Daily Mail Trophy, who reached a final here in 2013. This is a brute of a group. So to answer that question, how are Moulton College going to do? If they're in any other group, they could go a really long way. They're in group I. They could win the group. They could get knocked out two games in. Anything could happen. Any, any team in this group could beat any of the others, I think. If I was to guess, I would go with Tunbridge. I think they're always a very well-drilled seven side. They work hard. They're always physically pretty strong with loads of pace. They're difficult to beat, and they're very, 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 very well-drilled. That said, three ace colleges, you know, this is going to be a physical, tough group. You'd expect at least one of those ace colleges to certainly threaten to go through if not to go through and don't write off Woodhouse Grove. You worry almost about the teams in this group in that the group is going to take so much out of them will they have enough in the tank the next day to come through and, and actually challenge to win the tournament. They certainly have, all have the ability to win the tournament. You just question with the toughness of this group, can they do it? The reason I then say that is because their elimination round game is going to be brutal as well. Because probably the second toughest group in the competition is Group J. And Group I and Group J winners will play each other in the elimination round. 
Group J, two ACER colleges, St Paul's Catholic College and Hartbury College, the side that pretty much never loses. You've also got Sedba, again like Milford and Wellington, one of the most successful sides at Rosson Park, one of the most successful schools at Schoolboy Rugby overall. You know, how do you, how do you choose between them? You've also got Aundel and Denston College, both of whom can put in some real pressure and have the pedigree to go a very long way. You almost feel sorry for them because they're surely going to end up getting fallen by the wayside in this Group J, and they're, they're probably too good to deserve that. Who's going to win it? It's probably going to be between Sedber and Hartby College. You'd probably back Sedber, just about. But again, seriously tough group, seriously tough elimination round game. Any of those sides we've mentioned could go all the way to go and win this tournament, but it's just going to be brutal even getting to that quarterfinal pool. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how those two groups unfold, and I would recommend going and trying to catch at least one or two games from that group. Group K, this is going to be an interesting group as well. Um, it contains Bedford, who were the runners-up in last year's Vars. It also contains Warwick, who unfortunately, well, fortunately for them, are in the NatWest Cup Finals the following week, so they'll probably send a slightly weak inside because um, they're not going to want to risk injury. So unfortunately, the threat that they would oppose is probably not quite the same. But that said, this is still a pretty tough group. You've got Bishop Burton College, who, who struggled on, on their circuit this year, but they're an Aces side. You know, you've always got to be careful of those. Dollar Academy from Scotland, big side to look out for. They've been doing fantastic things up in Scotland. They've got a huge amount of players in the Scotland Under-18 setup. Scotland Under-18, I don't think, have a game during Rosson Park weekend, so you've got to expect that they'll have most of their players available. They could cause some problems for Bedford. Bedford have a great record in this competition, but they're going to have to work hard in this group. If they get through it, though, Group L, uh, they're going to be playing the winners of Group L in the elimination round game. Again, another tricky group, Landovery College from Wales. Fantastic rugby pedigree, perhaps not having their best seven season ever, but still always a handy side. Sherborne always go far, no matter what sort of team. They're a bit like John Fisher. They just always end up in that knockout stage, no matter what kind of a team they've got. Keep an eye on them. Henley College and Acer side, always worth keeping an eye on. So that's going to be an interesting one, how those two groups work out. We then come on to Groups M and Groups N. These are the two groups where the winner will play a runner-up in their elimination round game. So in theory, these are the groups you want to be in, because you're potentially going to have a slightly easier elimination round game. Although, as we've seen, some of the teams that are going to be finishing second in these groups are going to be pretty good teams. Also, Group M is incredibly tough. I'm, when I say it's a kind draw, it's not really that kind when you look at the teams they're coming up against. So our picks for this tournament were Kirkham Grammar School. Now, they're going to be hampered a bit by a few internationals missing. Um, that said, we're still going to back them because they've got an incredibly strong lower sixth group and, uh, and a few under-16s who may or may not be involved. They've got a very strong group and, and they've been absolutely tearing up the Northern Circuit and indeed some of the Southern Circuits while they've, while they've been travelling around. They won the North of England Sevens, which is just as prestigious as winning the Surrey Sevens, to be honest. They're a really, really handy side. Getting out of the group, though, again, it's going to be the tough part of the job early on. They face Hampton, who won the Surrey Sevens. Now, Hampton, they've almost flown under the radar, but they've got three trophies. They're just winning stuff, and to win the Surrey Sevens is an incredible achievement. It's like winning Robson Park in a day, almost. It's absolutely top drawer stuff and you've got to say with with players that are all going to be available I don't think they're going to be missing anyone they really have a chance of going a long long way 
We've also got Exeter College in that group, who are the Acer champions. Colleague Sergar, who are always a strong side from Wales. And Bryanston, who have a great amount of history. They're unfortunately not quite at their best at the moment, but you can't ignore that kind of history. So this is a brutal, brutal group. You'd say it's probably, based on sevens form, going to come down to Kirk and B. Hampton, who wins that game. Again, we're going to be losing some big teams. We're going to either have the Acer champions going out, the Surrey Sevens champions going out, or the North of England School Sevens champions going out. Two of those three leaving the tournament on the first day. That, that's, that's as tough as Robson Park has ever been. It's a really, really, really open and tough and competitive year. In theory, elimination round game might be easier. It's all going to depend how the points work out. Group N, finally. That contains Harrow, who were the runners-up last year. They were the big favourites to win the tournament. Came, came unstuck against a brilliant Crownley side. They're probably the favourites to get out of this Group N as well. They could well go a long way. They've been playing some good stuff again. They look pretty decent at, um, at the Surrey Sevens. They've got some tough competition in there, though. The likes of St Joseph's College can cause cause real problems. A couple of Welsh schools in there who, who have, as we said, can, can cause problems due to the unknown factor, as well as having lots and lots of quality. Harrow might be a good pick, though, because they should win this group end. They're the best side in there. They're going to have a runners-up uh, place against them in their, in their elimination game. But as I say, looking back through all those groups, it's just so incredibly competitive this year. There are so many teams that could win it. I'm going to try and pick out five for you that I think have a really good shot. So we're going to we're going to go back up to the top. We're going to work through them. And I'm going to pick out those names for you. Um, Cranley and Group A. I don't think you can ignore Cranley. They're the reigning champions. You've always got to include the reigning champions as as a potential winner because they they know what it takes. And there was a big low sift group that took them to that title. So they they've got a really strong chance. Moving down, that Group E, F, elimination round game where you're going to have two of Wellington College, Brighton College, Filton College playing against each other. Any of those three could win it. I'm only going to pick one of them because I've limited myself to five teams here. I'm going to say Brighton College. I think Wellington College are going to be missing too many people. I think the same could be true of Filton College. Um, they've got some fantastic players, but their their ex- most exciting player, I think, is... Um, Ewan Hughes, I may have his name wrong. England under-18 fullback. If he's not around, I think that would be really tough for them. So I'm going to go with Brighton College, but whichever of those three teams comes through the group and then that elimination round game, keep an eye on them because any of those three teams can win it. So that's that's two, although I've sort of made it five, but we'll call it two. Millfield have a strong chance. They're, they're not at their best, but they've they've got they've got a route to the quarterfinals that I think can take them a long way. So I think it'd be it'd be very tough to, to discount them we then come to another of those those situations, this group I group J, then the elimination round between the winners of those a bit like the Wellington, Brighton, Filton circle we've got another one here where I think Sedber and Hartbury from group J are the ones to keep an eye on Tunbridge to me probably decides to keep an eye on group I I think basically anyone in that section could go all the way and win it I said I'd pick out one from the from the Wellington, Brighton, Filton group, so I'm going to have to pick out one here. Uh, let's go with Sedbert. Sedbert is our number four team that could go and win this tournament. But again, I'll caveat that by saying whoever comes out of the top of Group I, top of Group J, and wins that elimination round game, keep an eye on them. They could go and win it. It's a lot of teams that I've tried to narrow into just one pick, but... It is that tight between those groups. 
Team number five, Kirkham Grammar School. It's tough on Hampton because how can you beat the Surrey Sevens champions and not be considered one of our top five teams to win it? But again, I'm going to caveat this by saying Hampton v Kirkham Grammar School, incredibly important game. Whoever wins that, I expect to see them knocking around right at the important stage of those quarterfinal pools and could get into the semi-finals, could go on and win it. Unfortunately, one of them isn't going to get out of the group because in all likelihood, this is such a tough group that finishing second isn't going to give you a good enough record to get through. I suspect Kirkham are the more likely, so I'm going to go with them. But again, I caveat that with if Hampton win that game against Kirkham, I expect just as good a performance from them. Harrow and Group N, I've already given you my five. Harrow, on a, on a par with Millfield, I think. They have that, e- like, I say easy, uh, it's not easy, that easier route through. Uh, similar to Millfield's but one of those two teams will go a long way either Harrow or Millfield I think um, it's, t- it's tough to pick between the two oh, it's, that's how tough this competition is this year how do you how do you narrow it down it's it's really really difficult I've got a question here that's who do I think is going to win the overall competition I, I've given as good as I can get to be honest Narrowed it down to five I'm not even, I've failed to do that I've narrowed it down to about 15 let's be honest picking out a winner I said it. I said in a piece earlier in the week that Kirk and Grand School are my picks. I'll stick with them. But as I've said, they could as easy, they could easily go out in the not in the group stages. It's that tough, uh, and that's what makes this year's Rotten Park so good. How how do you how do you choose between all these fantastic teams? And that's exactly the the point. That's why we've got this cup and vase situation because we want all the strong teams in the cup so that you can't pick out a winner. Historically, to within two or three teams, you could pick out a winner. There's almost a winner in every single group here. You could make a case for almost any of them. You know, Bedford, I've not really mentioned that much. But Bedford have either won or got to the final of just about every tournament they've entered this year. How, how can I say that they're not one of the favourites to challenge? Of course they're up there. You know, there's, there's, there's teams everywhere that could really, really, really go far. Uh, and that's what makes it so exciting. Uh, we're going to take a quick look at the bars. Um, we're making a bit of a conscious effort this year to try and really support what the competition is doing and what all those teams that have moved across from the Vance to the Cup are doing because I, I, it is important to me and to us here at 15 Rugby to, to support that because we want to see the best teams playing the best teams. You know, there are teams in the Vars that perhaps shouldn't be in the Vars and and it means it's a, it loses a bit of the weight of of romance to it that you might get if, if all the all the teams that kind of theoretically should be in the cup were in the cup and all the teams that theoretically should be in the Vars were in the Vars the Vars would have a great amount of romance to it because it'd be this huge open competition that really anyone could win instead it feels like there's only really a handful that could win it and, and below that handful anything could happen and that below that handful bit is so exciting so we're going to we're going to try and focus our coverage this year in the Vars on those teams that are just that just that layer below who are going to produce what actually is the real excitement in this Vars this year. But we'll have a look through the groups uh, and, and I'll just run you through how it works. Similar to the Cup, winners of each group go through plus the two best runners-up into an elimination round. There are a huge number of groups. I'm just going to top them up for you here. 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, 34 groups of five. So we're looking at a serious amount of teams, 170 teams. So, so as you can see, a lot of people are going to be going home. But 
how else can you possibly organise it? So out of that, we get our elimination round games. We then go into quarterfinals. Again, these are pools. In the VARs, they're going to be pools of three, and there's going to be six pools of three. The winner of each pool goes into semi-final pools, where there'll be two pools of three. The winner of those semi-final pools plays in the final. So in the VARs, you will only ever play two direct knockout games. Your elimination round game on the evening of the Wednesday, when the groups take place, and the actual final of the entire competition on the evening of Thursday. Between that, it's all groups. So let's have a look at the runners and riders. Group A, we're going to do this quite quickly because there's a lot of groups, a lot of teams. Group A, our picks are Berkhamsted. Like the look of them. Great school. But look out for UCS having a great, great, great season. Kings Macclefield as well. Tough side. One to watch. Group B, Christ College Brecon. Always play a lot of sevens. Good school. Loretto from Scotland. Very strong school. Worth keeping an eye on. Group C, St Peter's York. They're our pick. Um, they had a fantastic 15-a-side season. They're probably more suited to 15-a-side, but that kind of strength should see them through, particularly in the group stage. Group D, tough group. Very even-looking. RGS Guildford are our pick in that one. Tough group, though. Group E, very, very, very open group. Millfield is only a second team in. who could actually do some quite good things in this group. RGS Worcester, Torquay Boys Grammar, Welbeck, and a Welsh College. It's tempting to go with Millfield second 15, but I think we may go with RGS Worcester for that one. Group F, Felstead are our pick. Felstead might have been in the NatWest Cup final had things gone differently. Instead, they're going to be here at, at, uh, at the Russell Park with a really strong group of players. Um, I'm expecting them to go far. They've got really, really good pace, good team, good spirit. We've seen that they've got a lot of pedigree behind them. They've not had the service practice of other people because of that final, uh, that semi-final, sorry, but I expect them to go a long way. I just Newcastle and I just Lancaster will be difficult to get past though. Group G, Kingswood, look out for them. Group H, Michael House from South Africa could cause some problems. You've also got Stowe, who were in the cup last year, they reached the plate final. Should they be in the in the Vars or should they be in the cup? Difficult one, but it's hard to look past them getting through this group. Group I, Cheltenham College, they're the picks. Good team, playing well. Merchant Taylors, very, very good team as well. Unfortunately, I think they're going to be without their scrum half and captain, Will Porter. I don't know that 100%, but he's a big key in that team. If he's there, they could go through. If he's not, it's going to be tough to beat Cheltenham College, but it's going to be a good game either way. Group G, Group J, sorry. Pocklington, probably the picks, but Portsmouth Grammar School playing some really nice stuff as well. It's going to be an interesting game between those two. Group K, I think we're looking at probably the Dun- Durham or Monmouth in that one. Could go either way between them. We've also got Michael House's second team. We don't know what they're going to be like. Durham or Monmouth. We're going to go Durham. I, I like what they do up there. Group L. Again, this may come down to who's got what players available. If Newhall have their players available, we're backing Newhall. KCS Wimbledon, though, they've got some good players. They can do some things. Keep an eye out. But Newhall, the team to look out for in Group N. Group M. St Paul's, Downside, Cokethorpe, College, Gwent, Appleworth College. Really tough group, really even group. Anyone could come out of it. You'd say on form, St Paul's are the side to look out for. Could go anyway, though. Any of those teams have a chance of getting out of it. Group N, Epsom College are the team to look out for here. You'd think they should probably be in the cup, but they're in the bars. You've got to say they're the strongest team in Group N. Group O, looks an open one. Got the likes of Reeds, King's College, Taunton. I'd say it's going to be one of those two, probably back Reeds. Group P, Bromsgrove, for the first time in a few years, are going to be able to send down a first 
seven squad to, to compete at Roston Park because they're not in the NatWest Cup final for the first time in two years. Uh, you'd expect them to be the strongest team in this group and they could well go a long way. Look out for Judd though, decent side, had a good NatWest Cup run, lost pace. Could be a tip if Provengrove have an off day. Group Q, another open group. I'm going to say between KES, Stratford and Pangborn College. Winner of that, probably going to go through. Group R, Quakes Wakefield, they're the pick, absolutely hands down. Um, they won the tournament as under-16s, got great NatWest Cup pedigree. Perhaps they should be in the Cup rather than the Vars. We'll see, but they're definitely the pick in that group. Group S, winner of Eton College v Seaford College is winning that. You're probably back Eton at this stage. Going to be a good group though, good game that. Group T, again, this is a really close group. I'd say it's probably going to be between Blundells and Bristol Grammar School. Um, Bristol Grammar School, from what I've seen of them, their strength lies in their pack. Blundells, their strength lies more in their back line, so you'd say you'd err towards them. But that should be a very, very good game, and, and the winner of that will probably go through and probably go a very long way in this competition. Blundells the pick, just because of where, where their strength in their team lies, could go either way though. Group U, another open group. Campion always have a decent run in them. Bloxham have played well. Bishop Stortford College, I'm going to go with Bloxham. Group V, the Perth probably are picks, but Shiplake College could cause some problems. The Oratory too. They've all had reasonable success this season and have done some pretty good things. The Perth just about, well, I'm already backing out on this. Maybe it's going to be the Oratory or Shiplake. Could be any one of three. We said the purse though, so we better stick with that. Group W, St John's Leatherhead, absolutely. They were fantastic at Surrey Sevens, could have gone a bit further, just ran out of steam a little bit. Definitely back them in Group W, they could go very, very, very long way in the competition. Group X, another interesting one, Ardingly College, Bishop Heber, Kings Worcester, Wirral Grammar, Worth. Picking between them is difficult. Kings Worcester had a great amount of pedigree a couple of years back, they just slipped off slightly. Still probably going to back them to get out of this group, though. Group X winners, Kings Worcester, just about. Group Y, again, very open. The Lees might be our pick in this one. The Lees or Dauncey's. Let's go with the Lees. Group Z, interesting group. Contains my old school. I'll let you try and guess which one that is. St. Peter's Gloss will go through, though. Group AA, Eastbourne College are the ones for us in this one. They've been doing some fantastic stuff. They've got a lot of pace. Eastbourne College. Group BB, this is an open group, could go anyway. Tiffin have had a couple of good results this season, don't write them off, could go far. We're probably going to back them in BB. Group CC, this is a really, really open group. I'm not sure who to go for. Could be one of the Welsh colleges in Triorchy Comprehensive, Bradford Grammar perhaps. This is open, this is very open. Bradford just about get the nod from us. Group DD, this is going to be between St Edward's Oxford and Stonyhurst College. Stonyhurst College, probably the favourites, but Teddy's Oxford got a big boost from having the England squad trained with them a couple of weeks back. They're going to fight hard. Stonyhurst, just the pick, so. Group E, Marlborough College, probably the favourites. Look out for always Beach Grammar, though. Group FF, this is an open group. Oakham, probably the favourites. The likes of Seven Oaks and Ellesmere, though, could go a long way. Group GG, Another reasonably open group, Elton College. Understand, understand how is stewardship, they could they could make some waves. You'd say probably the favourites though are either Stafford Grammar or Stockport Grammar. Colleg Sergar have got a team in there, their B team. 
a lot of that's going to depend on how many people are away with Wales, so what the first team looks like, which will depend on what the second team looks like. So a lot's going to depend on that. If if they have some first team players in that B squad, you'd back them. If they've got too many players missing, they may struggle. Let's assume, because it's nice to assume that everyone has their best players available. Let's assume that they do. Sergar to go through. If not, very, very open. Finally, Group HH. This is another really open one. Got Queen Ethelburgers, Brentwood, Asheville College, Windsor Boys, Basileg. Could go any way. Queen Ethelburgers, you'd think, probably have the edge. Could go any way, though. So that's the groups. As We've rushed through that as fast as we can because there's 170 teams to get through there. Who are my picks to, to possibly go far in this tournament? As we said, it, it looks like there's going to be some of these teams that could have been in the cup. I think probably our picks for this are St John's Leatherhead. They're really, really good at Surrey. In many ways, they're actually appropriate to be in the Vars as well. They're, they're only recently blossomed into this school that's really competing against the top teams. So they are Vars appropriate, I think, and they, they're they playing some brilliant rugby. They've got some great results. I'd, I'd back them to get through and, and, if not win it, certainly go far. Beyond that, Stonyhurst College could be a shout. Oakham could be a shout. Who else are we looking at? We've got the winner of that Blundell's Bristol Grammar game. That could be a big one. Winner of that, you've got to say, is going to go far. Similarly, Eton College, Seaford College, one of them is going to go a long way. Quakes Wakefield, always a strong team, could go a very, very long way. Epsom College, St Paul's, Bromsgrove, we don't really know what they're like at 7, so they've not had that much experience in playing it over the last few years. You'd imagine, though, they're going to be able to translate some of that 15s form and some determination from having not made that final. They're going to want to put things right on the 7s field. So keep an eye out for them. Who else have we got knocking around? Felstead, big fan of what they're doing. They really could go a long way. Keep an eye out for them. Uh, Berkhamstead, as we said, pretty decent side. UCS could go a long way, winner of that group. St Peter's York could go a long way as well. Um, so as, as you see, Stowe, obviously, forgot to mention there. Stowe, Stowe have a great chance of going a long way. So there's, there's a lot of teams in there that could do something special. It's going to be very, very, very interesting to see how it goes. That's it for this sort of quick bonus podcast. Uh, it's been very rushed, I know, but the idea was just to give a bit of a shout out to some of the teams and to, to talk about who we think is going to go a long way. People are going to disagree with us, I hope, because that's what this is all about. You know, We want everyone to back their team and support their team and, and to be really enthusiastic about all things schoolboy rugby. It's going to be a very, very good fun couple of days, though. Uh, we've obviously got the Colts, the under-14s, the preps, the juniors, the two girls tournaments to look forward to as well. So the, there's loads of rugby going on. I wish we had more time to be able to cover all of them in, in podcasts, but we're just going to have to settle for the written stuff on them for the moment. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. As we've kind of covered, it's an incredibly exciting looking tournament this year. Difficult to predict. Hopefully, though, we've Giving you a few names to look out for over the course of the, the Cup and the Vars tournaments. Try to throw out some names that we think might go far. We've probably got a whole load of them wrong. There's probably going to be teams that we've not even mentioned that go and win it. Nevertheless, it's going to be a great couple of days. Can't wait to watch it. If you see us around, come and have a chat. Send us a tweet at 15RugbyXV, Facebook, forward slash 15Rugby. Email writers at 15rugby.com. Get your questions in, anything Rossi Park, anything schoolboy rugby. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking everything over the next couple of weeks. If you could download and subscribe, that'd be fantastic. We're on iTunes, just search 15 Rugby Podcast, you'll find us. 
got links up on the website. We've got hopefully it's reasonably easy to find us. Other than that, enjoy Ross in Park Week. It's going to be a great week. Can't wait to get to get down there. We've already been down to the sites, looking brilliant. Uh, and if you see us around, give us a shout. Thanks very much for listening. Bye bye.